0: And welcome back to Forum, Scott Schaefer. This hour, and I'm delighted right now to welcome Oakland's new police chief, LaRon Armstrong. is an Oakland native. He's been on the OPD since 1999. He was sworn in by Mayor Libby Schaff two weeks ago, and he's with us now to discuss his plans to address the city's public safety challenges, including a recent surge in hate crimes directed especially at elderly Asian Americans. Chief Armstrong, welcome to Forum. Good morning. Thank I know you. For you- having- You bet. Well, listen, I I do want to talk to you about your priorities and the budget and all that, but I want to just get a little bit of your bio because you are the first black uh, Oakland Police Department chief. You were born in Oakland. What's the significance of that both to you and to the OPD?
1: Well, I think the significance uh, starts with with community, right? I mean, it really is a moment for our community to feel like they are uh, a part of uh, this public safety structure, uh, that somebody that's grounded in Oakland is at the helm of the police department, I've spent the vast majority of my career working closely with community-based organizations and building relationships with uh, our community. And so uh, I- I'm really happy to be in this position, but also uh, to be a role model to young people uh, in Oakland that want to see a-, a change in certain systems, uh, to be a part of that change that they seek. And so uh, that really is an important moment for me. And I hope that uh, others are seeing uh, me in this position and, and hopefully uh, look to to attain this top-level position in the future.
0: I want to come back and talk more about what that those changes might look like but you you were raised in Oakland by a single mom and I believe your brother was shot and killed in Oakland in 1985 you were I think just a young teenager then what impact did that have on you and the you know and and where you are today?
1: had a tremendous impact on me. I think, you know, as a young uh, man growing up in Oakland, a lot of young men experienced trauma at a very young age, and uh, it had a tremendous impact on my life. Uh, It brought uh, to the forefront uh, what it looks like to lose somebody that you really care about. Uh, Having a brother uh, in the morning when you go to school, and then uh, when you come home, not having a brother anymore is something that is very difficult for a 13-year-old to be able to process. But it also made it clear to me that I wanted to live in a safe community where no one else had to feel the same pain that my family and I felt at that time. And so that really uh, is, has been the driving force behind me wanting to be a part of public safety and improve public safety uh, for the residents and communities in Oakland.
0: You, uh, do you have any recollections of your family dealing with the OPD after your brother was killed?
1: Yes, uh, you know it's it's one of what I call the uh, gestibles of both sides that you grow up in a community that doesn't have very much trust in law enforcement, but then all of a sudden one event uh, can make your family totally totally reliant on law enforcement to bring justice for you. And and so uh, that is a reality that I uh, was forced to see is that now all of a sudden we need information from the police department. They became a very intricate uh, part of our our life for a short period of time. And so uh, really understanding how important it is that you build trust in your community uh, is something that started from that event for me.
0: We're talking with Oakland's new police chief, Laurent Armstrong. And if you'd like to join us, give us a ring at 866-733-6786, 866-733-6786. You can also send your questions and comments to the chief uh, at Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, or you can email us as well. It's forum at kqed.org. So you've been on the job a couple of weeks now. In some ways, uh, that's the honeymoon period, right? Uh, none of these things are your fault yet. Um, but uh, have you had any surprises?
1: long hours very long <laughs> hours and and uh heavy demand and so uh i've been uh, requested for more meetings than i've ever uh, been to in my life and uh but also will say that the community's response has been overwhelming and it's been really supportive and i appreciate that i appreciate you know a, a part of our community that typically would not applaud Uh, a new police chief uh, has reached out to me and showed their support. And so I believe that that is the beginning. It really is an opportunity for this department to change its relationship uh, with the community and change the way people view the Oakland Police Department.
0: A lot of chiefs, of course, come in to the job saying that Uh, and and it's certainly important and necessary uh, to have the uh, relationship with the the community, especially communities of color. What needs to change? Uh, Other than you being a good listener and being rooted in the community as you are, uh, what else needs to happen culturally uh, within the department?
1: I think we really have to seek to be a part of the community. Uh, to not be seen as only responding to when there's an emergency, uh, to be present, uh, to, to be a police department that actually uh, cares uh, for the community that we serve. And so I really bring that. I bring a true care for the city of Oakland. Uh, I bring a true sense of service. I believe I have a responsibility to my community to be of service. And really that I think is a part of the cultural change that needs to exist within the Oakland Police Department. How we go out and do our jobs every day in a way in which We understand the challenges that our community faces, but how do we approach those challenges with community and not uh, as just a response to community issues? And so uh, just a a sense of togetherness as we all uh, deal with uh, the the spikes in violence, uh, tremendous trauma that's happening in our community. I think the Oakland Police Department needs to be a part of that community and have a closer relationship on the ground with those that are impacted the most.
0: We're talking for the rest of this hour with Oakland's new police chief, LaRon Armstrong. And if you'd like to join us, we'd love to hear from you, especially if you live in Oakland or if you are even on the uh, Oakland police departments or have been or part of the criminal justice system, give us a call at 866-733-6786. Again, that's 866-733-6786. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. You probably know that by now. We're at KQED Forum or email us. It's forum at KQED.org. Scott Schaefer here this hour with Oakland's new police chief, Laurent on Armstrong. Stay with us.
2: Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera.
0: And welcome back to Forum. We're talking this hour with Oakland's new police chief, LaRon Armstrong. If you want to join the conversation, give us a ring, 866-733-6786. I may have misspoken earlier in the hour. I, uh, you are the first black police chief born and raised in Oakland, if I said something different. Uh, I apologize for that. But um, we, uh, you alluded uh, a moment ago, I think, to some of the... Uh, crime that's been on the rise. And in particular, there's a lot of concern about assaults and robberies that are surging in Chinatown. What's going on there, do you think?
1: I think uh, we've had some challenges with uh, those that have come into Chinatown uh, to really uh, seek to uh, rob or steal uh, individuals. We really think it's a crime of opportunity. Uh, And so we've had to make some adjustments. Uh, we had some assaults that really were alarming to not only the police department, but the entire community. Uh, the assault of a senior in our community that's been highly publicized was something that I think all of us were shocked by. Uh, but, you know, we are committed at the police department uh, to respond to these types of crimes. Uh, I've reallocated resources uh, to support the non-English speaking uh, portion of Chinatown. And I think that's important because I think uh, the department... Uh, has a role to play uh, when it comes to communities that don't feel comfortable uh, passing forth information to law enforcement, calling law enforcement, or sharing potential evidence that could help law enforcement. And so uh, my new Chinatown liaison officer uh, is now in place and on the ground in Chinatown, and beginning to respond uh, to those communities that are non-English speaking. And so I think it's tremendous help Uh, But I will say that, you know, our response was quick and swift and and we made a a key arrest uh, in the assault of the 91-year-old senior.
0: When you say it's a crime of opportunity, what does that mean? Because I suppose there's always opportunity to commit a crime if you want to. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that there are those in our community that ride around uh, and look for people that they uh, believe uh, potentially might have something of value. So whether that is Uh, property in terms of cameras or or, uh, any other electronic equipment or even uh, potentially cash. Uh, And so uh, I think that they uh, assume that they have the opportunity to quickly uh, take that, uh, take those belongings and flee. And so that uh, makes it even more important that we are sharing information like surveillance camera information. It makes it more important that those that see these crimes occurring, uh, give us a call and give us a description of vehicles or individuals that you've seen involved so that we can immediately follow up. Uh, And that's really uh, why the the Chinatown liaison officer is so important because uh, some of these business owners are non-English speaking. And so we wanna be able to go in to these businesses and communicate Uh, with these business owners, so that we can collect that information and help solve these crimes.
0: Do you think uh, what's happening in particular in Chinatown and also in the Asian community here in San Francisco, uh, the violence directed at uh, seniors in particular, do you think it's related in some way to the pandemic?
1: I think the pandemic has uh, an impact on violence across our city. So since the pandemic, obviously in Oakland, we finished the year 2020 with 102 homicides. Uh, We had an additional 15 homicides in the first month of 2021. We know that the pandemic is, uh, is causing some severe uh, issues in our community around anxiety, uh, around poverty, uh, around people that are uh, that are in desperate need of resources and some have seek uh, to commit crimes as a result of that. And so uh, as we begin uh, to do our follow-up, those are things that we are uh, looking into is what is the driving reason uh, behind people being involved in these crimes. I think it will help us better understand how we can work with the city to find additional ways to support communities that may be impacted the most.
0: Talking with Oakland's new police chief, LaRon Armstrong here on Forum. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, what would what changes would you like to see? What would you like to see the chief do uh, that's different from past chiefs? Give us a call at 866-733-6786. Again, it's 866-733-6786. Or you can send your comments to uh, Facebook via Facebook and Twitter. We're at KQED Forum, or email us. It's forum at kqed.org. Let's go to Michael in Oakland. You're first.
3: Thank you, and good morning, uh, Chief Armstrong. That It's oh, nice boy. to hear the, the enthusiasm for your new job. That One of the ways I was hoping to see the Oakland TD reach out to people, and this is, I saw after the riots the day after in the Fruitvale area that I saw two officers riding down the street on horses, which actually just lit my heart up. And and I really think that that's a great way to reach out to the community, that bringing things from the past to the future gives you something better than both in the moment, that I would really like to see that expand. My my boss is a was a horse trainer at Golden Gate Fields who passed away uh, December 5th from uh, everything that's been going on. One of his great dreams was to see uh, these retired racehorses from Golden Gate Fields actually be used by the police department and possibly be used for people with post-traumatic stress yeah. syndrome.
0: Let me let me uh, let the chief respond. Uh, basically, I think uh, what the caller is saying as well as the horses per se and what the image of that uh, conjures up but get out of the car you know be part of the community right
1: yeah yeah that that's so important uh one of the things that these two liaison officers that i've deployed uh they'll be on foot one in chinatown and then one in our fruitville district i'm really walking around on foot, getting to know community. I think that's so important. Uh, I, I heard the request around the mounted unit. Uh, we've had a mounted unit uh, that we was recently cut as a result of budget cuts. But one of the things that I plan to do as chief is uh, our team will be uh, utilizing social media to really ask the community the question, what would you like to see OPD implement? What new strategies do you feel like are important to you? And I think we'll be listening. Uh, we'll be listening and we'll be bringing forth those recommendations uh, to the department as well as to our city government. Uh, and so we want to be able to be out there as much as we can, and we encourage our officers when they have free time to get out of their cars and walk. That is important. Uh, community seeing officers walking into their community is meaningful. Uh, to community members. I've heard that across the city. So that is something that i am emphasizing.
0: All right, Michael, thanks so much for the call. Um, you, you've said, Chief, that you are committed to full compliance with the negotiated settlement agreement, uh, which, you know, the, the, the department has been under a court order reform that's been overseen by a federal consent decree for, I think, 18 years now. Why has it taken so long to comply with that?
1: It's hard for me to say one particular reason why it's taken so long. I think we've had a Uh, a list of several setbacks uh, within the department, uh, some serious challenges that has required the department uh, to relook at itself. I'll say that. as What what does that mean? It means that uh, there are things uh, in the department that need to be changed. Clearly, Uh, we have to follow policy. Uh, We have to be transparent and we have to. Our officers cannot be engaged in misconduct. Um, and so uh, that is a cultural change that needs to uh, exist within the organization. And it starts with me sending clear messaging to our organization about what's acceptable and what will not be tolerated. Uh, and so uh, some of the investigations that we've taken on in the last several years, I think, have had a tremendous impact on trust in our community. It's my job and and, and my mission uh, to change that uh, for us to not be engaged in these type of uh, incidents any longer. Hmm. Uh, we recently went. What's, uh, yeah, give for, us an
0: give us an example that you think like, wow, we need to, we can't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, the current uh, social media uh, scandal that we're currently investigating, where officers, uh, you know, participate in some potential uh, post online, uh, where white supremacist uh, photos were shown, the extremist uh, posts were made. Uh, that misconduct cannot be tolerated. I've been very clear since day one, uh, for those that have participated in that uh, misconduct, they will no longer be welcome at the Oakland Police Department. Uh, We went to our our, uh, court hearing with the judge on Monday and the judge was very complimentary of the department's effort moving forward. I've been clear with my messaging. They, uh, it's clear for my staff uh, that they know what will not be tolerated. And so my expectation is that officers behave uh, appropriately that they're professional and that they treat our community with dignity and respect and if they don't uh, they'll be held accountable
0: yeah you know it's a little hard to believe almost really that uh that that sort of stuff is going on in 2021 in an in the oakland police department in light of everything that's been happening in a city that is i think majority minority and What is it about police departments generally, but about the OPD in particular, that allows, that tolerates that? I mean, like what you said, it won't be tolerated. Of course it shouldn't be tolerated, but but it is so often. And sometimes the union will defend officers from being fired uh, for all kinds of things. Uh, why Why does that go on?
1: I think that is something that happens in this policing profession. Uh, across the the country. I think OPD is not the only police department that deal with some some of these challenges. But I think we've seen incidents across the country over and over again that says uh, to not only uh, law enforcement leaders, but our community that there needs uh, to be change. And that change needs uh, to be intentional, uh, that we have to do a better job of hiring who we decide uh, to allow to be a part of this Uh, this police department, uh, the way in which we monitor officers' behavior and our willingness to make those tough decisions, to be honest and say, this officer should no longer wear a badge. Uh, We can no longer protect uh, misconduct or find excuses for officers' misconduct. I've been in close contact with our union. Uh, They're in complete support of reading out anyone that is connected to this type of behavior that we're currently investigating. And I think that's the start. Uh, and so that is my mission. Uh, that is my goal. And I believe that we're going to turn the corner.
0: We've got some uh, listener comments here. Allison asks, what do you believe the role of the police department should be within the Oakland Unified School District?
1: Alice, I think that's a, a very important question. And I, and we currently don't know what the answer is. Uh, we want to support the district in whatever way uh, they feel is in, uh is important to them. Uh, the district has taken on their own initiatives about what safety looks like in OUSD. I've been in touch with uh, the superintendent and we are prepared to have discussions uh, uh, at some point. Uh, I will say that, you know, over my long career, you know, I've had an opportunity uh, to be a part of a change in how we police in schools. And so I think you will see a progressive uh, I, progressive way in which we uh, involve ourselves in schools that really supports the district's plan, uh, the district safety plan. We just want to be uh, a support there and, and be uh, utilized in any role that they feel is appropriate.
0: Another listener comment here. Uh, while it's not the most pressing quality of life issue in Oakland, the unrelenting sideshows in my area of East Oakland are incredibly destabilizing to our community, not to mention unsafe. Uh, outlaw driving in general has become common. Passing on the wrong side, and so on and so forth. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, that kind of a problem, as as Lynn, Lynn says, you know, it's it's not the top problem necessarily, but where do you put it?
1: It is one of my top problems, to be honest, Lynn. It has reached a place where it's become much more violent. Uh, it is much more dangerous than we've ever seen. The crowds are larger uh, than they've ever been. Uh, sometimes in the range of two to three hundred people. Uh, along with an additional two, uh, 200 cars involved in Sideshow activity. It's obviously impacting the residents in our community. Uh, it's a danger to those in our community and the firing of guns in our community poses a risk to everyone. Uh, so it is a priority for me. Unfortunately, during, uh, because of the pandemic, we suffered severe budget cuts that cut our budget uh, that was allocated for Sideshow deployment. Uh, we have been In communication with our city administrator and the mayor uh, about how we can uh, potentially find a way to support uh, placing additional resources out there so that we can prevent these sideshows, be able to intervene in these sideshows. So it is something that is a priority for me and we're working diligently uh, to try to create a response. I think you will see in the next week or two, there will be a significant presence to prevent these sideshow activities from occurring
0: talking with Oakland's new police chief, LaRon Armstrong. If you'd like to join us, give us a ring at 866-733-6786. Let us know what changes you'd like to see in the OPD. Again, it's 866-733-6786. And let's go to Carmen in San Jose. Good morning.
4: Yes, uh, my name is Carmen, and thank you for taking my call. I, I'm not in San, in, in Oakland. But I'm in San Jose, but it, you know it applies to every policeman in the streets. It is good for them to go out, but they, they should be out in a way that they walk around, not with their hands on their guns, like they're ready to shoot you. And I, the the reason I say that is because I had a terrible experience on one, you know, 4th of July when I went, walked to the policeman in the street to ask him a question. The first thing he he did, what he saw me coming was to put his hand on his gun. And I, I, after that, I, I felt very, very uneasy and um, frankly angry at his posture because it, I didn't, you know, I'm a, 82 year old woman didn't have anything in my hands. So walking should be done in a way that is not threatening and not running around with their hands on their guns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chief, uh, thoughts? Thank thank you, Carmen, for the, for the comment.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's an important point. One of the things that we train at the Oakland Police Department uh, is to not Uh, Put your hand on your gun if it's not necessary or your weapon. One of the things that we train our officers in procedural justice is to be mindful of their body language. Be mindful of the equipment that they have on their belts and the impact that that can have on uh, the people that they're interacting with. So uh, these things, they have to constantly be cognizant of their approach to people, understanding the difference between uh, something that is a safety risk and when it is just the community contact. Uh, so those are conversations that we're having with our officers to make sure that they don't sacrifice their safety, but they also understand uh, that uh, they don't want community to feel uncomfortable approaching them or feel threatened by their actions. And so these are things we're training to, uh, continuing to remind officers about that as they go out and walk in our community, and even as they approach, even re- responding to crimes in our community, uh, just being cognizant of how we approach uh, every interaction, every interaction uh, requires a different response
0: all right uh, let's go back to the phones and uh, Eveline in uh, alameda welcome
3: hi thank you for taking on such a large task and trying to make change moving into the future my question for today is how do you plan on dealing with um, non-responses to emergency calls i've i lived in oakland and many times uh, there would be emergency of life and death and the police just wouldn't show up how do you plan on uh, facing that
1: Chief? Yeah, this is a critical issue uh, for me, and it's been an issue for the police department for a long period of time. Um, do we have uh, the appropriate number of resources in the field to respond to calls uh, in a sufficient time period? Uh, so what I've done so far is moved uh, some of our specialized resources into our patrol division. That's already beginning uh, to, uh, to decrease our response time. We see some improvements. I think that's the most critical issue for us is that when someone picks up the phone and calls 911, how soon does a police officer show up to provide the assistance that is needed? Chief, Uh, I'm going
0: I'm sorry to interrupt. We're, we're really short on time, but we've had a number of comments that I'd like you to address rather quickly, unfortunately, because we are almost at the top of the hour. But Jasmine writes, I'm happy to hear that there are new liaisons and more officers in Chinatown to help out with the uptick in crimes of opportunity, in quotes, but please call it what it is, Asian hate crimes. Why are you adding officers in Chinatown specifically? The uh, civilian attack was an Asian senior, uh, and it's become part of, a you know, crimes rising against Asians due to the pandemic. Thoughts?
1: I think we have been uh, very clear about crime across the city. Uh, we are responsive to our Asian Chinatown community uh, because we know that they're impacted because of language barriers. Uh, and so we're making sure that we're on the ground. We also suffered some significant cuts that took resources away uh, from our Chinatown community. Yeah. And so our liaison will help uh, fill that gap for us.
0: All right, a conversation no doubt to be continued. Chief Loran Armstrong, Oakland's new Top police officer and chief. Uh, and we wish you well. We know it's a tough job uh, being on the front lines, and um, we wish you well.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And we will continue with Forum. Rachel Myro is hosting uh, the 10 o'clock hour. I'm Scott Schaefer, and I'll be back tomorrow with San Francisco Mayor London Breed. We'll be talking about the pandemic and the city's response, and maybe what comes on the end of all those vaccinations we're hoping to get in the coming weeks and months. Scott Schaefer, Thanks so much for listening and joining us and all your great comments. Have a great day.
2: Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera.